Welcome to the My Buddy Green podcast. I'm Jason Wachab, founder and co-CEO of My Buddy Green, and your host. Hey, everyone. Thanks for being with us on this special episode of the My Buddy Green podcast. And, you know, we're in for a real treat as we have spiritual icon and legend Deepak Chopra with us, who uh, we're patching in from California. Deepak, it's so good to hear your voice. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's good to be with you, Jason. So how, how are you doing and how are you making sense of all of this? I'm doing very well. Of course, I'm concerned about what's happening uh, in our world and uh, what's happening with this pandemic. And the fact that at this moment, uh, we're not sure how it's going to, uh, uh, how it's going to evolve. Uh, the virus could get more virulent. It could abate in its virulence. It could run out of its cycle. It could become part of our ecosystem. But whatever the outcome is going to be at this moment, we don't know what it's going to be. So uh, we have to first confront the situation. Number two, face the fear and move through it. Number three, minimize the stress. And number four, totally abstain from getting panicked because panic leads to irrational behavior. And that uh, irrational behaviors and panic can both become contagious. And that's the worst thing that could happen um, at this moment. So be alert to facts, uh, tune into the news, maybe once or twice a day at the most. I am tuning into it in the morning and in the evening. And uh, uh, just to be aware of what's happening, follow the uh, regulations and the advice. I mean, if you don't have the virus right now, if you personally do not have the infection, if you don't have the symptoms, or if you've been tested and you know you don't have the symptoms, then the best thing you can do is not get it. And the way you won't get it is follow the injunction of um, social distancing physically, not through the internet, not as we, the more we engage on here through social contact, the more we feel safe, the more we exchange information, the more we help each other, the more we emotionally stabilize um, uh, through communication is very much needed. But if you uh, engage in what is being called social distancing physically, and you don't have the infection, you're not going to get it, period. Okay, so focus on that one fact, that if you don't have the infection right now, and you follow the rules and engage in uh, um, physical distancing or social distancing physically, then you're not going to get it. And if you have it, then your main responsibility is not to give it, well, which means do the same thing well i think i think so many people struggle with this the the uncertainty of, of you know having it or not having it because there's so many asymptomatic carriers where you have no symptoms and you might have it and you don't know and it leads me okay. to like well, uncertainty like if you don't if you don't have the test and you don't know whether you have it or not but you're feeling good right now then either get the test and if you can't get the test then stay home and relax so okay. so how do you how, how do people navigate this spiritually and i think so many people struggle with uncertainty 
And so something I saw you mentioned on, on Instagram, you know, practices like prayer, meditation, how can they help us in a time of uncertainty like today? A spiritual way of looking at your body is to understand it as a field of awareness. Uh, why do I say that? I, that's the only way you know your body is through awareness. And uh, if you close your eyes, and the only experience of your body is sensations. That's it. Okay, and the sensations you experience in your body, the images in your mind, the emotions that you're feeling, and your perception of what is happening in the world right now are all entangled. Entangled means they're connected to each other. So sensations, images, feelings, thoughts, perceptions all influence each other. But the easiest uh, way to get a handle on this is to actually close your eyes and feel your body. And when you feel your body and you're feeling distressed, emotionally distressed, one way to actually um, handle that or even get rid of that is to, is to disrupt the connection between between what is happening as images and feelings in your mind, which we call emotions in your mind, and sensations in your body. That's what an emotion is. That's why we call it a feeling. We feel it in the body. But if you disengage from the thought and you focus on the sensation only and you breathe deeply and slowly, then one many things happen. One is you disconnect the thought and the emotion from the sensation. Two is you bring awareness to your body. Three is if you slow down your breathing from say 14 to say eight, which is uh, called vagal breathing, which is you take a inhale to the count of six, pause to the count of two and exhale to the count of four. Uh, and you do that for a minute, your breathing rate will come down from 14 to eight your heart rate variability will increase and inflammatory markers will come down in the body and your body will go into what is called self-regulation and healing. So in addition to that, if you sleep well, if you manage your stress, if you listen to music, if you read poetry, if you take time to reflect, I mean, I've, I'm using this time right now to actually even more consciously um, bioregulate my own body through just uh, good sleep, stress management, movement, yoga, breathing, um, emotional uh, uh, resiliency, and, uh, and uh, I'm taking time right now to slow down everything and fine tune my immune system, whether it's nutrition. I mean, this is an opportunity to f actually maximize your well-being right now, physical and emotional. Yeah, so it's this idea of turning lemons into lemonade and using it. How do we use this time? How do we maximize this time for spiritual growth? Do you think we need a little bit of a spiritual reset? I think so. I think the spiritual reset means we find happiness not just through personal pleasure, which is what, you know, the way we've sought um, happiness in our lives is mostly through personal pleasure, which means shopping, entertainment, restaurants, movies, 
uh, going to uh, nice vacations, traveling, all of that has come to a stop. And it's going to have, of course, a big effect on the economy. But how about now saying, can I find other ways to be happy and healthy uh, till this moves on? And this is an opportunity to find ways to be happy. The fastest way to be happy right now is to make other people happy and safe. Give them attention, give them appreciation, uh, tell them you care about them, feel gratitude, uh, have acceptance in this moment, ask yourself, how am I doing right now? What can I do to make people safe? And, uh, and every time you're concerned or get stressed, ask yourself, who am I thinking about? And you'll realize you're only thinking about yourself. And spirituality says, as long as you're thinking only about yourself, you're not going to hear. You know, because your deeper self is all of us. We are in the ecosystem of life. And at this moment, the more empathy, the more compassion, the more love in action, the more resilience, the more we create Sangha community through internet as we're doing. This is a Sangha. So, you know, the Eastern spiritual tradition say, take refuge in the Sangha. Sangha means community. Take refuge in the Dharma, higher purpose, meaning in life. What really is our meaning and higher calling? And take refuge in the Buddha, which means uh, the expansion of awareness from uh, just the fight flight or reactive response to being centered, to being empathetic, to being loving, and to take action to help those who are in need. So take refuge in the Dharma, take refuge in the Sangha, take refuge in the Buddha. So something else you've talked about is this idea of positive mind versus quiet mind. Can you talk about that? Yeah, you know, a lot of people are saying be positive and uh, being positive in the face of grim facts can be actually very stressful. And there are people who are um, being artificially positive and, you know, a positive mind can be a very turbulent mind, especially you're feeling stressed. So a positive mind can also be an inflammatory mind if, it's, if you're trying too hard to... Uh, to pretend to be positive, but you're not feeling positive. But a quiet mind is a healing mind. And the slower your internal dialogue is and the quieter your internal dialogue is, the more self-regulation kicks in. I want to mention something which will be very interested to, which will be very interesting to your audiences, and they probably already know about this since you're in the business of um, healing. But if, you, if people are not aware of something called the polyvagal theory, they should look it up. You go on the internet and look up the polyvagal theory, um, which uh, was originally proposed by Dr. Stephen Borges, who is a, a neuropsychiatrist, an expert on yoga and breathing and meditation um, in Indiana University. And what the polyvagal theory says is this vagus nerve which is part of your autonomic nervous system. So we have two, ner two parts to our autonomic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system, which alerts us to the fight-flight response, the reactive response. And right now the whole world is on sympathetic overdrive. So when your sympathetic nervous system is overactive, as when you're under stress, you increase inflammation in the body, and the genes that cause inflammation and 
disrupt uh, homeostasis, which is self-regulation, go up. Inflammatory markers go up. That's the sympathetic nervous system, which the whole world is on sympathetic overdrive right now. The opposite of the sympathetic nervous system is referred to as the parasympathetic nervous system. And the dominant nerve of the parasympathetic nervous system is the vagus nerve. You know, the vagus nerve is the 10th cranial nerve that comes from your midbrain and it actually influences your facial expressions, whether you're happy, you're sad, eye movements, tone of your voice, your gestures, your body language, but it also influences your heart rate variability and uh, resilience is gauged by heart rate variability. So the more your heart rate variability increases, the more relaxed you are, the higher the vagal tone. So vagus influences heart rate variability. Then it goes through the diaphragm and it goes to every organ in the abdomen, all the hollow organs, but also all the solid organs. This vagus nerve is in yogic traditions referred to as the healing nerve. And now we are finding out that when you breathe deeply or when you do pranayama of uh, various kinds where you slow down your breathing from say 14 to 8 per minute or you do ujjayi breathing or you do chanting like hmm or om when you engage socially with other people with facial expressions that express happiness and joy and peace and equanimity even on the internet um, then the more you increase vagal tone through breathing, through yoga asanas, all the asanas, by the way, they stimulate selectively every single branch of the vagus nerve. They even go to the microbiome and uh, decrease inflammation in the genes of the microbiome. 80% of the traffic of the vagus nerve comes from the body into your brain. 20% goes from your brain into your body. So there's bi-directional traffic. And the practices of yoga, including dhyan, dharna, samadhi, chanting, uh, deep breathing, pranayam, the yoga asanas, yeah. uh, social engagement, all accelerate homeostasis and, and healing. So I, practice all of that. I love, I love that you mentioned breath work. What I, what's a lifesaver for me? I'm a huge believer in just the simple inhale for two, hold, exhale for four. Do it over and over all day. Anyone can do it. When you're starting Anyone to feel on edge, boom. Inhale for boom. two, hold, exhale for four. So, you know, look, again, these are very uncertain times. And in times like these, uh, you know, People are looking for purpose, they're looking for hope, and they're looking for guidance from our spiritual leaders. And when I think of spiritual leaders, I, I think of you. We, we gave you our Lifetime Achievement Award of Mind, Buddy Green. You're a spiritual icon. And I think, you know, what words do you have for people who, you know, having difficulty, on one hand, you try to take it one day at a time because it can be overwhelming, but at the same time, it's hard to see the forest through the trees, if you will. And what advice do you have for people out there who are just struggling getting through this? How, how, how are we going to come out? What, what parting words do you have for people? I think we'll come out stronger in the end. Uh, there are certain people at uh, risk. 
those who are elderly on many medications or have immunocompromised systems because of um, poor nutrition or other chronic illness or are taking too many medications or are homeless. These are the people who are going to be affected. And that's what skews the statistics. Uh, so our job right now as a collective is to help those people. Uh, and that's what we have to do to create these sanghas. And it's happening, by the way. It's happening on social networks uh, where we are, and we are participating in that too, um, where we make sure that those in dire need feel safe. Uh, and we use technology for that. You know, make sure that your parents, elderly parents, and those that are uh, in distress, that uh, you care about, your friends, family, even other communities, that you can engage with them the way you and I are engaging with them, that they feel safe. If they are in distress, that we can help them in some way. There are already uh, food kitchens cropping up everywhere for those who don't have enough to eat. So right now, helping other people and those at high risk should be our biggest priority because people like you and I are not at risk, uh, believe it or not. And even if we were at risk, um, we don't have the risk of mortality that uh, uh, the elderly and the impoverished and the marginalized in our society have, where all the statistics are coming from right now. So what I'm saying is, help us all feel safe. Help us all feel secure. Help us all feel um, 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 that we are engaging in love in action, not just love in theory. Love in action can create miracles. And let's hang in there. And at the end of it, we'll come out better. We'll do less shopping. We'll engage less of the personal drive for pleasure and more in meaning, purpose, joy, and helping each other. Amen to that. We'll close right there. Deepak, thank you so much for all that you do. And you, every, everyone listening, we're here for you. We love you. Sending virtual hugs and tons of gratitude. Same to you, Jason, and the community and the Sangha. <laughs> Thank you so much, Deepak.